Open your Bibles, if you would, to Acts chapter 4. Acts chapter 4. While you're turning there, let me say this. As a congregation, we've made it a tradition that when someone leaves or moves away, we always present that family with a book. And what we try to do is everybody sign the book, the front of the back, the blank pages, and um, give your farewell wishes and, and uh, those kinds of things. There are a couple of those in the foyer, and I know in our social distancing times that it's not exactly on everybody's mind as we're leaving the auditorium to, to do that, but those books have been out there for quite a while. One is for Regina Sanchez, who's moved to uh, the Austin area, and the other is for Kyle and Ashley Lawson, a young family that has moved away, moved back to Oklahoma. And so if you would, when you think about it, uh, make sure that you're, um, you're taking advantage of time to sign those particular books. They're out on the table in the foyer on your way out. In Acts chapter 4, beginning in verse 23, the Bible says that when Peter and John were let go, they went to their own companions and reported that the, all that the chief priests and elders had said to them. And when they heard that, Acts 4 verse 24, they raised their voice to God with one accord and they began to pray. We look at the book of Acts and we look at what the first century church did and we say we want to be like that. If we want to be like the first century church, then we as a church family ought to be interested in prayer as well. Notice when they concluded praying, the Bible says there was a miraculous sign in verse 31. When they had prayed, the place where they assembled together was shaken. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they spoke the word of God with boldness because that's what they prayed for. God answered their prayer. And it goes on to say in verses 32 and 33 that the multitude of those who believed were of one heart and one soul. Neither did anyone say that any of the things he possessed was his own, but they had all things in common. And with great power, the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus and great grace was upon them all. We believe that when we pray together as a church family, that God will bless his people, that God will strengthen his people that God will answer his people's prayer. Our shepherds have selected this evening as a time for us to pray together as a church family. And so what we're going to do is at this time, four elders are going to come forward and each one of them is going to lead us in prayer, some over things that we're concerned about, that we, that we pray for God to, to give us relief and comfort, and some over things that we're thankful for and that we're joyful about. And after each one of these elders has led their prayer, I'll come back and present an invitation for the end of our, our, uh, our lesson time. So if you would, we're going to begin with a prayer in just a moment. Each elder will tell you what he's responsible to pray for. Let's bow and pray together with them. I'll be praying about our mission work. Let us bow together. Almighty God, our Father and Creator, we come before you in awe of your majesty and your power and your graciousness. We look to you as a source of strength to give us wisdom, to help us in our times of need and to rejoice with us when our blessings are fulfilled. We come to you because you alone are God and there is no other. We wait in hope for our Lord. He is our help and our shield. In him our hearts rejoice, for we trust in his holy name. 
May your unfailing love rest upon us, O Lord, even as we put our hope in you. We are humbled that, that you have selected us to carry the message throughout the globe. You have made it possible for us to do so. We have long-term relationships with missionaries in Mexico, and we're grateful for these men and their families and the work that they do. So we seek a blessing upon Demetrio Hernandez, Victor Diaz, Everardo Chavez, Javier Sanchez, Juan Martin Flores, Margarito Lucio, Gabriel Robles, and Gabriel Marfileño. In several cities in Mexico, where we've been working now for three decades, and we stand in awe of the, of the work that goes on there. And we praise you for letting us have a part in it. We have other works going on. We're thankful for Robin Vick in Scotland and Kirk Israel in Vermont, for David Tarbot in Connecticut, for Stefano Spina in Italy, in the work that they do in teaching your word and in baptizing the lost. We're grateful also for the schools of preaching that we support, the Bear Valley School, Brown Trail, the Southwest School of Preaching, the Monterey School of Preaching, the Sunset School, and our long-term relationship with Ed Wharton. We're grateful also for the tools of, that we are able to use over the internet as we work through WEI, World English Institute, and World Bible School. Two methodologies that, over the internet that have the same goal, to teach the lost through volunteers, and we pray that you'll bless that work that it will be strong and productive. We also support many publications and their authors. We're mindful of the Christian Courier and Jason Jackson, whom we support, who encourages the brothers continually. We're grateful for his work, for Apologetics Press, and for the In Search of the Lord's Way with Phil Sanders. We're blessed to be able to participate in that work. And our local evangelists, John Baker and Jordan Moore and Daniel Mata, we are truly blessed to have these men among us to regularly break the, the word of God and feed it to us in ways that make us want to change and want to pl be pleasing to you in all things. And we're grateful for their work. We'd ask that you would bless them and their families. And Father, we stand here now at a, 
a few days before our next special contribution, a contribution that goes specifically to your mission work and to benevolent acts. We've been blessed mightily for we're truly a blessed people. You have been good to us. Help us to be good to our neighbors, to support these works and to support our neighbors that are in trouble in times of difficulty, whether it be unemployment, illness, injury, or other things that cause a loss of income, sickness, disease, disasters, hurricanes and floods, we're blessed to be able to build a reserve that we might be able to help when the hour comes. We thank you that the hour has not come so far this year for these kinds of disasters. But we're under a different kind of change this year. We're faced with a disease that no one can see and no one knows much about, and it has changed our lives. And we're not necessarily happy about it, God. We prefer the old ways. We prefer to be able to worship together without fear, to be able to hug one another, to put a kiss on the cheek, to show our love and our appreciation for one another. We long for those days to come home. So we ask your blessing upon this church that we will soon be able to reestablish the cords of love and to be one again in spirit and in unity. And we thank you for the opportunity to bring these things to you, knowing that you hear and that you answer. In Jesus' name, amen. I've been asked to lead us in prayer in regards to strife in our country. In, in our country today, we have a lot of division, a lot of strife. We can assign causes and blame from our opinions, or we can look to scripture to enlighten us on the problems and the solutions that God provides. Let me share with you the scripture before I pray from the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 12 and verse eight. In context here, Moses is encouraging the, the people to leave the, the pagan worship things behind and to, to return to God. And in Deuteronomy 12, verse 8, he says something that is pretty much relevant to us today. You shall not do as we are all doing here today, every man doing whatever is right in his own eyes. Another scripture that's relevant for today is Isaiah 5 and 20 that says, Woe to them who call evil good and good evil. Bow with me together as we pray. Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, 
We humble ourselves together in your presence, for you are the creator of the universe and all things in it. Father, we need to find peace in our land, and we ask you to help us to search your scriptures and to find wisdom in how to deal with life's struggles. In recent weeks, our brother John Baker has presented a lesson on the definition of wisdom for us. And that definition was the ability to see and to choose what is best. And we know that your will is always best. So we seek to know your will better and to obey it every day. And Father, you know all things and we don't. So we pray that we will constantly search your word, that we will come to you in prayer, and that we will seek wisdom from you as we live our lives here. Father, there are many around us in this nation who are calling evil good and good evil. And there are people who are seeking to do what is right in their own eyes without the knowledge of your will. Father, please help us to recognize that Satan, who is described as the father of lies, is behind division and strife in mankind. He began in the Garden of Eden when he lied to Eve and it's continued throughout history. He seeks to deceive us. He seeks to tell us things that are not in accordance with your will. And Father, we are sorry when we give in to that sometimes, when we fall short of trusting you and believing in you. And we pray that you will help us to be strong. Father, we've recently studied some things about disagreements and about problems we may have with one another when we when we don't see things eye to eye. As we've studied from the book of Romans in chapter 14, we learned about liberty, but we also learned about responsibility. We have a responsibility to accept each other, not to despise one another, to not destroy one another, and to follow the example of Jesus. In the book of Matthew, when Jesus was asked, what's the greatest commandment? He not only answered that question, but he went beyond and he gave a second great commandment. But in the first great commandment, he said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. And the second is love your neighbor as yourself. Father, when we realize that that passage is so strong in our world today, that we need to keep our focus on serving you and loving you with all our heart, with all our soul, and with all our mind, and to let worldly issues that are in the long run, in eternity, not the important things, to put them aside. Please help us to focus on you. Please help us also to apply the golden rule in our lives, is to treat others as we would have them treat us, treat them with kindness and respect and with fairness. Father, we are not 
we're not always able to control our tempers, especially if someone lashes out at us. If we are attacked for our faith, or ridiculed for our beliefs, it's easy for us to respond in kind. And Father, we pray that we will be calm and we will remember the scriptures and that we will deal gently and kindly but firmly with those who oppose your will and who accuse us of, of things that we don't believe in. Help us to realize that, that we may be the only Christian they know. We may be the only one that they run across and if, if we respond with harshness, we may drive them to the point where they never hear the word. We realize too that one interaction with us may not be the thing that helps to bring them to the gospel, but it may be an interaction that allows them to listen to the next person who reinforces the message. Father, help us to remember no one was ever converted by being screamed at or being ridiculed or being shamed or being called out on social media or being called a name that does not reflect what their beliefs are. They do not respond when they're told they're ignorant and they need education from us. Please help us to be kind and gentle as our master teacher Jesus was, for he was always kind and compassionate and loving. He was gentle and strong and courageous, but he always held to the truth and help us to imitate that. When we respond to people, help us to be able to share not our judgment, but God's grace. Instead of sharing our blame, help us to share God's forgiveness. Instead of sharing our irritation, help us to share God's patience. Instead of harshness, help us to share God's kindness. Father, it's a big thing for us to think in terms of how do we change this world or how do we change this country? And instead of thinking about how to change everything all at once, help us to focus on the small things that are within our control and help us to do the things within our own lives that can further peace in our nation and in our world. Please help us to continue to pray for peace. Please help us to pray for our leaders to have wisdom, our world leaders and our national leaders our state and local leaders. Father, they cannot have wisdom if they do not have accurate and good information and they need to know the truth of your will and understand how that applies in this world. We not only pray for our leaders, but we pray for those who are rebellious to your word. We pray that they might have a tender spot in their heart, that they might put away the the selfishness that sometimes comes from wanting to destroy and change and, and throw away everything and to 
to destroy people. We pray, Father, for opportunities and blessings to be able to share the word with them. And it's up to them to, <clears throat> to make the choice to accept or reject. <clears throat> Father, we also pray for those in these tense times in our country where so much violence is going on. We pray for those who protect us. <clears throat> we pray for those on the front lines of law enforcement who are in harm's way. Father, we have brothers in this congregation who are part of law enforcement. If more law enforcement people were like our brothers, there would be fairness and integrity in the application of law and order. Father, we know their hearts. We know they are not the kind that get the spotlight and indeed draw the blame for the entire law enforcement world. Father, we thank you for these men, for their families, and we pray that you protect them. We pray, Father, that we might also, in addition to prayer on a daily basis, that we would study your word so that we might be more like you and that we might show the fruit of the Spirit in our lives. May we live the gospel and not just read about it. May we be able to do the things that, that make your will come to be in this world. Father, this past Wednesday, we had a, a lesson from our brother Jeremy Ross that encouraged us to be still and know that you are God. And Father, that's an admonition that we take to heart, we want to do, and we pray that daily we will, we will do that and we will seek you first and that we'll be kind to one another. Father, this nation and this world needs peace. And we know that blessed are the peacemakers. And we know that Jesus was the Prince of Peace and that the more that people know about him, the more we will have peace in this world. Father, please be with us as we strive to be like Jesus, as we strive to teach your word so that people will imitate Jesus. Father, we thank you so much for Jesus. Thank you for his willingness to leave the comforts of heaven and come to earth to pour himself out, to be nailed to that cross even for those who hated him and despised him and spit upon him. He was an example of kindness and love and the ultimate love of giving his life. Father, we pray that we may not have to give our life, but we are thankful that Jesus did. We pray that we might live a life that's, that's honorable and worthy and brings glory to God and to Jesus. Be with us throughout the rest of our time together here tonight and throughout this week. Forgive us when we do sin against you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. For almost five months, we've been dealing with this pandemic. It has affected the world, our country, our state, families, friends, and even members here at Katy. We don't know when it will end. 
we don't know when there'll be a vaccine for a cure, but we do know certain things. We know that God is with us, Matthew 28, 20. We know that God loves us, John 3:16. We know that God will not leave us, nor will he forsake us, Hebrews 13, 5. We also know in times like these when you don't know what to do, you have a variety of information of what is good or what is bad. It may be contradictory. Times of unknowing can bring about worry, can bring about anxiety. And God speaks to this point. And he speaks to this point to say, pray to God and seek that peace of understanding that defies all understanding. Seek that peace that defies all understanding. Paul writes about this in Philippians 4 and verses 6 and 7. And he says, be anxious for nothing, but through prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Jesus Christ. I'll be praying for an end to the pandemic and for those affected by the pandemic. Let's go to God in prayer. Dear God, we come today to acknowledge you as the one true God who breathed us into existence and provides us with all that is good and perfect. God, we thank you for this avenue of prayer. We thank you for your love and for the sacrifice of your son, so we might be in heaven with you one day. We thank you, dear God, for your blessings over these last several months as we've been affected by the pandemic. We are thankful for the family and friends who have recovered from the virus, for those who are asymptomatic and who have safely made it through quarantine and have tested negative. Specifically, dear God, thank you for your blessings on Lisa and Brianna Weeks, Pat McHugh, Steve and Carolyn Weisskopf, Desiree Johnson, and Cheryl Thomas, to name a few, who've either recovered from the virus or tested negative or successfully ended quarantine. We also pray, dear God, for Bobby and Kathy and Jordan Logan, and Burl and Colleen Stephen, and Logan and Natalie and Grayson and Hope and Blakely Robles and Vicki and Sandra Alexander and others, dear God, who have tested positive or who are currently in quarantine. We pray that your healing hand will be upon them, that they will recover quickly and be restored to full health, if it be thy will. We also pray for the Bush family and the Stephen and the Robles family with the passing of Shirley Bush. We pray that you will comfort them and bring them peace during this difficult time. God, there are many brothers and sisters in Christ here and abroad who have suffered directly and indirectly from the virus. We pray that you will bless them and give them strength. We pray for an end to this virus as quickly as possible. We pray for a finding of a cure as quickly as possible. And we pray, dear God, that the day will come soon and we can worship together as we have in the past. 
We pray for the leaders of our world and for our country and for this state. We pray that they would have wisdom to make the right decisions concerning reasonable limits and limiting the spread of the virus and facilitating the cure. We pray they will set aside personal and political motives and look to you for guidance in dealing with the pandemic and that in the end they will do your will. As we live in our lives on this earth, we pray that our hearts and mind will not be distracted by this world, but will be focused on glorifying you in all that we do. Focused on following your word obediently and focused on reflecting love for one another and reflecting the characteristics of Christ in all that we do. We pray, dear God, that our thoughts be focused on things that are honorable, things that are just, and things that are pure. We pray, dear God, that all that we do, we bring honor and glory to you. In your son's holy name we pray, amen. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, there's this little verse in verse 19 that says, If in Christ we have hope in this life only, we are of all people most to be pitied. I'm going to be praying about our, our hope and our longing for heaven. Let's pray together. Dear Father in heaven, as we begin our prayer to you, first of all, God, we want to give you honor. We want to give you praise. We want to offer you glory. We want to declare our love to you and to express our gratitude to you for the love that you have shown through us and continue to show through us on a daily basis. Lord, we have been reminded in many ways lately that, uh, that as your people, this world indeed is not our home. We see, Lord, the things that go on around us, and we feel sometimes, again, as your people, that we are indeed uh, strangers in a strange land, aliens on this, this earth that, that, that we live. And it reminds us, Lord... Of, of our longing for you. It reminds us of our, our desire to be with you, our longing for Jesus, our desire to be with him. And we pray, Lord, that you will help us not to lose that hope. We pray that that hope can be seen in us as we come in contact and interact with people on a daily basis. We know, Lord, that when we are with you and we will be with you, that that will be an end to sickness, that there will be an, <clears throat> there will be an end to the strife and, and the divisions and the evils that we as people tend to do each, with, to each other. Um, there will be an end to all of that. And we pray, Lord, that that again, that you will help us to always have that hope and to show that hope, the hope that we saw through the example of your son, Jesus, who showed hope through his sufferings, to show, he showed hope through his obedience to you, he showed hope in his dealings and his compassion to others, and help us to follow that example and do the same. We are grateful for him, we are grateful that you sent him, because it is through him that we have this hope, and it's through him that we offer this prayer, amen. There are two verses in the Bible that tell you how to get into Christ in those words, into Christ. 
The two verses are Romans chapter 6, verse 3, and Galatians chapter 3, verse 27. In Romans 6, verse 3, the Bible says, Therefore we have been baptized, buried with him through baptism into death, that like was Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, so we also should walk in newness of life. We were baptized into Christ. And in Galatians chapter 3, verse 27, the Bible says, Whoever has been baptized into Christ has put on Christ. Maybe you need to respond so that you can be in Christ. The way to get into Christ is through baptism. Repent of your sins, obey the gospel in submissive faith, and be baptized. If we can help you do that this evening, or if you need to respond and ask for prayers, won't you come while together we stand and while we sing?